I, I wondered if I said tonight that we are blessed to be a blessing, I wonder if you would agree. I think that you would. I think that you would. I think that if God had blessed you, you would agree. Anybody ever one time been blessed? All nine of you. Praise him. Praise him. You know, sometimes God gives it, I say sometimes, but you know what I mean. God gives it to you so it can go through you. And it's easy to tell God how much you're going to use your car for the glory of his kingdom when you don't have a car. But then when you get one and you see someone walking on the side of the road, it's a lot more difficult to stop and see if they need a ride somewhere. I remember one time I saw this lady walking down Arkansas and she was carrying a ton of groceries. And it was several years ago and I kind of slowed down and I thought like she's carrying so many groceries and I, there's not a grocery store in sight from where I am. I thought maybe she would just use a hand, you know, I had a friend with me. And so I just rolled down the window and I was like, you know, hey, do you need a hand? And she just ignored me. And I thought, well, she didn't hear me. So I started honking a little bit and, you know, shouting. I was, you know, I'm maybe 19 years old. I'm real zealous. I'm out there just like meeting all the needs. And finally, she just turned over and she said, leave me alone. I'm scared. <laughs> and I just think she just didn't know my good heart, that I was dedicated, that I wanted to be blessed to be a blessing. But it just gave me a different perspective because I just, I just knew everyone wanted to be blessed by me, you know? You ever been in that spot where you're just, you're just on fire and you're ready to go and you just know everybody's got to hear what you have to say? That's how I feel this moment right now, so you better get ready. You're going to hear what I have to say. We, we talked about obedience last week. If you missed it, you can go check it out online on the app or on YouTube, the website, all the other ways, Hulu, Netflix. You can check it out on there, you know. Speak the miracle. How, how obedience... Obedience can, can allow us to possess, right? It unlocks this capacity inside of us. And when we obey God, we get to go where he's leading us. And we, we, we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 11, how by faith, they enter into places of new boundaries. And by faith, they stretch their faith boundaries. And so through obedience, it's incredible that God many times puts us in a spot where we experience blessing. But the blessing really, to me, only positions us to be able to bless. And when the flow stops running out of us, a lot of times it stops running into us. So we wonder why we're, we're seeking God and we're, we're asking for something and we're praying. And it says in Scripture, ask anything in my name and you will have it. And so we're praying and we're asking and we're not seeing it. And I wonder if perhaps maybe the faucet is off on the other side and we've forgotten how important it is for us to be a blessing to other people. Although we have needs and although we're putting our hand on our shoulder, on our side or on our knee and we want to get healing in prayer, you know what? We can also pray for someone else too. Although you may have rent coming up, someone else has rent coming up too. You may have a need, someone else has a need too. And I want to, I want to teach about our authority to bless. 
not so that as I begin to open up maybe things that you have never seen before or things that you're reminded of, not so that you could look to other people and criticize what they're not doing, but so that we could learn how to better be a blessing to the people around us. I'm warning you tonight, it'll be tempting to take it the other way, to say how they're being and critical towards them and how they live and well, they didn't bless me and they didn't do this. But really, it's not about that tonight. I think the Holy Spirit wants to speak to our hearts and whatever he wants to speak to their hearts, that's fine too. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Did you know that as a child of God that you have been spoken over, that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places? So my title tonight is Boundaries to Bless. Boundaries to Bless. I believe I want to... I want to let the Holy Spirit stretch our boundaries to be a blessing in these days to come. That he's got some things in store for you. Some spiritual gifts, some spiritual anointing in store for you. But it isn't just to say, wow, look at me, look how spiritually full I'm getting. But so that you can turn and impart that to someone else's life. Anybody come needing a blessing tonight themselves? So let me take you to the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 11. We've been studying in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to look at starting in verse 8. I want to read several verses to help us set the stage for what's going on. Looking first into the, the character Abraham, who we've talked about before. This is what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of a place that he was to receive an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. A little cross-reference verse there for you. Galatians 3.13, if you want to write that down if you're taking notes. So we have Abraham on the scene in verse 8. Called to go to a place to receive an inheritance, to receive a blessing. Not knowing where he's going, he still chooses to obey because obedience unlocks a door. Fast-forwarding from verse 8 to... Verse 17, and I want to read this in the, passage, in the Passion Translation because I believe that will help you best understand the heart of the text here. It says in the same chapter, looking down to verse 17, it says, Faith operated powerfully. You know, faith operates inside of you. It works inside of you. It operated powerfully in Abraham for when he was put to the test. Again, now he was put to the test to leave the place he knew to where he didn't know, but now he's put to the test again to offer his son Isaac as an offering to God. Even though he received promises of descendants, God promised him, if you leave here and you go to this place, I'm going to give you many descendants. He gives him one descendant, and then God says, will you sacrifice that one that you have over to me? A normal person would have said, no. But a faith person would say, yes. You didn't know a faith person was a phrase. It is. I just said it. He was willing to offer up his son, verse 18, for God had promised through your son Isaac, your lineage will carry on your name, Abraham's faith. His faith made it logical, it says, puts it so well, to him that he would raise his son even from the dead. Symbolically, that's exactly what he did.
you can imagine how, use the word because we're on it, how blessed Abraham felt in that moment when he, his son got to be alive. And again, I would say, just side note to the text, like, he knew what it was to be blessed with a son. So foreshadowing the verses we'll read, he knows what it is to bless a son. He knows what it is to put a blessing on a son that goes from generation to generation to generation. Verse 20, the power of faith prompted Isaac to impart a blessing on his sons, Jacob and Esau, concerning their prophetic destinies. So now we have Abraham, father, who has a son, Isaac. Abraham blesses Isaac. Isaac turns to his sons and he blesses them. Verse 21, Jacob, who's blessed, worships in faith's reality. You know, faith can often have a different reality than the world has because faith is in a different kingdom. So you can look at one reality of what is happening here. You can make a decision, but there's a whole other reality in which I base my decisions on. It's the kingdom reality, or as this says, faith's reality. Worshipped in faith's reality at the end of his life, leaning upon his staff. He's old, he's barely standing up. He imparted a prophetic blessing to each of Joseph's son, sons. Now, going to another text, if you just want to write it down, in Genesis chapter 48, that's where Joseph, that's where Joseph was blessed, that he would bless his sons, and now we see that happening here again. And those sons, Joseph, one of them, who were blessed, became 12 tribes that lead 12 different people groups, all of which stand in the test of time for generation and generation and generation. Why? Because they were blessed. Why? Because Abraham obeyed. Why? Because he had faith in God. So when Abraham was called to go to a new place, and he took possession over that place. He didn't just say, wow, I'm here, now I'm done. He said, now what do I do, God? You've brought me to this place, and you've, you've given me this, now what do I do? So he trained up his sons and the people around him, not just blessing them, but teaching them how to bless other people. And I think we've lost the art so to say, of blessing others. Someone sneezes, we know what to say. Someone comes to us in need of being blessed, we don't know what to do. So how do we go about this and how do we know if we're living a life that's blessing others? I want to help show this tonight so therefore I can help stretch our boundaries. We'll call it Proof that you're walking in the blessing, because I believe if you're walking in the blessing, that you're being a blessing to other people. The first thing is that you love to bless others. You love to bless others. It's not a burden, but you love to do it. You know, a common time in our generation that's happening right now where we encounter a bridge of blessings, so to speak, is when a young man takes, say, me, for example, eight or nine years ago, 
when a young man decides that he wants to pursue a young woman and wants to make her his wife. So you know what I did is I did what I thought was the, and I think is, the spiritually responsible thing and, and the, the right way. And so I go to, when I was my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, I go to her dad and I ask for his blessing that I would have her to be my wife. Teaching moment here, young unmarried men. I, I didn't go to her dad, with all respect, I didn't go to her dad and, and ask for permission to marry his wife, because I'm a man. And men don't ask other men for permission for what God has already called them to do. But I'm asking for blessing. Let me tell you why I'm asking for blessing. Because I know the power of blessing. I'm not asking, can I? Because I have heard from God, and I will. No, not being rude, and I wouldn't, don't need to say it that way to him, but it's just giving you the heart of where a man who's ready to marry a woman should come from. But I know he's the dad, and he has possession of what I do not have because she is not mine. She's his. And that's important for the single men who are in the room who are treating your your significant others like they are yours, touching them and speaking to them like they are yours when they are not yours. They are their daddies and they belong to God. And you have no covering over them. You have none. You get to be a part of a great relationship, but you don't have covering. You don't have what a father has. So I wish I would have known even more so, which I I knew a little, but I wish I would have known even more so. That would have changed even how I hugged my soon-to-be fiancé. Because she wasn't mine. See, now she is mine and I am hers. We are one. I'm her covering. I'm... I'm the spiritual authority, but at the time it was her dad. So I go to her dad and I ask for a blessing because he has what I do not have. And I want him to bless. And I believe that there is, that there is prophetic, supernatural power when a father blesses a marriage. You know what happens is, not only does he get to be part of the blessing that happens in a marriage, but the marriage gets to be blessed. Why? Because that's how our God set it up. That's just one common way that we know blessing. That's just one common way that you might know how to relate. But there's opportunities all the time for us to partake in blessing other people. So when I say you love to bless others, and this is a good way to know, you can ask, you can ask yourself inside, do I love to bless people? Is it my joy? Is it my burden? Like, where am I at? Doesn't, doesn't mean you have to beat yourself up. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean you're not a good guy or a good gal. It just shows you where you are walking in what God has given you. Because now that I have received blessing over my marriage and I walk in this marriage that is blessed, I, I can't wait. Though it seems crazy and scary, I'm glad I'm having a boy first. But later, maybe I'll have a girl and some little boy who thinks he knows something. Hopefully, he'll be a preacher. Will come and he'll pursue my wife, my, my daughter. He pursues my wife. Get out of here, dude. 
I tell the young men, no, never mind. Some young boy will come and he will, he'll ask for my, my little girl's hand in marriage. He'll ask for my blessing. And you know, I'll pull out my shotgun and lay it on the table, clean it. No. I'll ask him a bunch of hard questions and I hope I already did that by the time they're asking, you know, if he's that serious, he's asking already. I hope I kind of missed my window of hard questions maybe at that point. What I'll have an opportunity to do is not to say, sure, you can marry my daughter. What I'll have an opportunity to do is I'll have an opportunity to lay hands on them, to anoint them and to bless their marriage because God has blessed my marriage and now what I stand in, I can bless other people with. But if you don't have it, it's hard to give it. But God gives freely. And so the blessing that I stand in, I don't, I'm not going to say to him, yeah, sure, you can marry her, that I give you my blessing to do that. No, I'm not going to say I give you my blessing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless him in the same way that Abraham blessed his sons and Isaac blessed his in the same way that Jacob blessed his in the same way that Joseph blessed his. I'm going to bless them. And I want to bless the people around me in the same way because as a Christian, I have, as a son of God, I have the authority to bless people. And you have the, not obligation, not requirement, not difficulty, but the authority and the joy to be a blessing. So when you go around people, they should say, wow, there's such a blessing to be around. I don't care which way they say it. But the concept should be the same. They should be blessed to be around you. You love to bless people. It says in 1 Peter 3, if you're taking notes, you can write that one down. I don't think there's a slide for it. 1 Peter 3, it says, even those who do evil to us, you know what we do to them? We bless them. Because we're standing in blessing. If blessing is flowing through us, all we have to give is blessing. So we bless the good, we bless the bad, we bless the evil, we bless the nice, we just bless. The second way I know if you're walking in blessing is you're rich. Is that okay with you? I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about spiritually rich. I tell her all the time, I'm rich, man. We share the same bank account so she knows what I'm talking about. She knows that it's not money. Money comes, money goes. Nobody else, no one else's money is coming and going. I'm the only one. Your money's sticking around. Praise God for what he's doing in your life. I'm rich in blessing. I'm rich in spirit. I'm rich in the goodness of God. And so there's plenty of it for me to give. You know, if you, if you heard that Mark Cuban gave away $100 last week, you'll be like, so what? He has lots of $100 bills, right? You wouldn't feel very bad for him. Would you feel bad for him? I wouldn't feel bad for him. I would say, you should have given away at least $200 bills, Mark. I'd tell him, I hope you're watching this, Mark. Give away even more money than you're giving away, right? Because he has a lot of resources. 
Spiritually speaking, I have a lot of resources to give. And so I don't need to worry that if I bless you and I bless you and I bless you that I might run out of the blessing that I'm walking in because it's an, it's an ever-ending, flowing stream of blessing that I'm walking in. You know, I was talking with the other day, eating some sushi just down the street on Park Row with Pastor Josh Brown right here. He said, pick wherever you want to go to lunch. So I picked El Gabacho. We pull in the parking lot and then he said, I don't want to eat here. And I thought, why'd you say pick wherever you want? So then we left from there and we go, he said, take me to a sushi place. I really want sushi. I'm like, you're picky, man. All right. No. So we go to the sushi place. I, I got a good place. I'll show you. So we go to the sushi place and we go and it was good, right? It was good. Usually when I pick places, I don't disappoint. I pick a good place. So we're there and we're, we're talking about blessing. And he said something that, that I was reminded tonight as I was teaching is that God calls us to be, to be stewards of the blessing that we have. And sometimes we think of stewards as managers or management. But I'm going to talk about money for a minute, okay? I wasn't really, but now I am. But just because we manage our money doesn't mean we're good stewards of our money. To be a good steward of something, what do you have to do? You have to multiply it. See, go to, the, go to the story of the talents when, when Jesus is being symbolic of himself and he says there's a master who sets up workers in the field and he gives this one one talent, he gives this one three talents, and he divides up these talents. He says, I'm going away for a while and I want to come back. And so there was these guys that had different level of talents and the guy who had a little bit, he took his talents and he buried them in the ground. And other people went out and they invested their talents and they had more. And so when Jesus came back, he said, okay, everyone, bring your talents. What's going on? Your talent was a piece of money. Bring your money. What's going on? And what happened was the person who took what God gave them and they buried it in the ground and they pulled it right back up. They were a great manager of that money. They didn't lose any of it. But Jesus said, this is not how it's supposed to be. I don't need you not to lose blessing. I need it to flow through you. I don't need you to hang on to blessing. I need it to multiply out of your life and to touch other people. I don't need you just to walk in it and feel blessed and feel spiritually rich and know when you read the Word of God that it's impacting you. I don't just want you to know that. I want to know that the Word of God that you read is not just changing what's inside of you, but it's changing people who are around you because you're a blessing to be around. And it was great sushi. Did I mention that? Psalm 16:6 says, "The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance." That's a word over your life tonight. That in the kingdom of God, Regardless of what any man says, the word of God, which is true, more true than any other word anyone else can say, says over us that, that the lines, the boundaries have fallen for you in pleasant places. So therefore, you can bless because a blessing has been poured out upon you, the richness of the living power of God. Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it 
You're feeling sorrow? Turn it over to God that he would return it back to blessing. You're feeling anguish or pain or frustration? Turn it over to God that he would turn it back to blessing. I'm not talking about nothing ever bad happens in your life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about walking in blessing. You can walk in blessing and be walking through some really hard stuff and still be blessed. Let me tell you something, that when I've been at my lowest times, I have been just as generous as when I'm at my highest times. And I mean in all aspects of my life. What's happening around me in the world does not affect what God is pouring through me. That the world can be, in, the world can be at an all-time decline, but I can be at the highest of highs. Why? Because I don't look at what the world's doing. I look at the Word of God, and I see what's happening in it. I look at the Spirit of the living God. That's my temperature. That's my thermometer. That's my gas gauge. That's where I give from. That's how I know where my source is coming from. It's not coming from anywhere else. It's coming from God. He is the one who put His hands upon me and blessed me as son so that I might turn to others and bless them. And you have that same authority inside of you as a believer to turn to someone this week, no matter what they're going through and where they are, and to speak blessings over their life. You can walk up to them and you know what? They may be losing their house this week. And you can say, the lines will fall for you in pleasant places. Oh, that's too bold for you? Put your hands on them and bless them? I think that's why we don't see it so much because it takes boldness. It takes boldness to bless. It takes boldness to prophesy a blessing over someone. It takes boldness to speak God's word over someone. It takes boldness. But I'm looking at people right now that are not, that are not shy in their faith, that are not weak in their faith and cowering back into the corner, but want to stand up in their spirit and boldness and be ready to bless those who are around them, to pour blessing into their family, into, the, into their friends that are around them, into their workplace. And so I go back to the beginning, and I say, are we blessed to be a blessing? If not, then for what? Did you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ only so that you could have eternity with Jesus? Or was it not to make disciples and to sow seed into other people's lives? Is that not blessing? Did you get $10 this week so that you could have $10? Or was it not so that you could remind yourself that God gets my first 10%, my best, my greatest, always? That I don't work for men, but I work for Him anyways. And any dollar that I have has been a blessing given from Him. Any job that I have is a blessing from Him. Any breath in my lungs is a blessing from Him. And so why would I not use that to give blessing back to His name? That's the challenge this week. How can you better walk in your blessing? How can you let the boundaries of your blessing be stretched? Well, I've never helped homeless before. I've never reached out to my friends and see if, seen if they have any needs. I've never even given a dollar away. I've never prayed for somebody else. Or maybe you have done those things, but you're not doing them. Or maybe you're doing them, but you know you're just not even really doing them all the way. I say, if you're not going to do it all the way, don't do it at all. Because faith is 
It's all in. It's risky sometimes. Had to take my wife through two Starbuckses today looking for the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> By faith, I set out to a new land. I went to the first one and they said, oh, we don't have that. I ordered it so well. Could I get a decaf, pumpkin spice latte with half the pumps, grande or whatever? I don't know. I was feeling so good because I knew what her drink was and I was so excited. And they said, oh, we don't have that anymore. It's like, you're out? It's been like one week. I said, all right, anyways. So we go to another Starbucks. I go to scan my phone and I hold my phone out. And she goes, oh, you don't have a phone case on. How risky is that? And I thought, not nearly as risky as my faith. If you just knew, if we just had two minutes here in this line and wasn't 100 cars behind us, I'd tell you something. Not nearly, my faith is like a phone case that's been thrown away. Here I am, iPhone, just standing alone. Maybe a crack happens, maybe I get dropped on the ground, but here's what I know. I'm out there, I'm ready for God to work. I'm ready for him to use me. I'm ready to go, I'm charged up. You can be, would you stand up on your feet as we close out? You can bless my wife this week and get her a pumpkin spice latte. We did find one at the second Starbucks. God provided. You may have come tonight not knowing how rich you were. Because many times we're looking to our wallet instead of the word of God to determine our wealth. And guess what? I don't even have my wallet on me, so what does that say about my level of richness right now? I couldn't even buy you anything if I needed to. But you know what I could do? I could bless you in Jesus' name. And that's what I want to do right now as we take this time to respond in worship. I want to take an opportunity to bless you. Because maybe you're standing here tonight and you're saying, I don't know if I've ever been blessed. Maybe you, maybe you were in the, an experience where you went and asked for permission to marry the bride that you were with and you didn't get a blessing over your marriage. Maybe there's not a blessing over your life or over your kid or over your job. And you're just feeling like, I don't even know where to start. Here's the thing, you don't really need me, you need God. But I'll stand in the gap for you right now and say that blessing over your life because I don't want it to be any obstacle stopping you this week from being a blessing to all those around you. I believe God has called you on mission to speak life over people this week. So I can't lay my hand on every single one of your head in this exact moment, but here's what I'll ask. If you're feeling like, man, I just, I need to receive a blessing so that I could be a blessing this week. If you'll just raise up both your hands, I wanna pray over you. Father, thank you for allowing me to stand in the gap for sons and daughters who maybe haven't been blessed by mothers and fathers like they should have been or maybe they have but they're just feeling depleted and I just pray right now in Jesus name I just thank you for touching every single one of them from the top of their head to the bottom of their toes God I pray that blessing would touch them all the way from the top to the bottom God, I pray you would open up and unlock their eyes to see how, how even in this moment you're pouring blessing out upon them. Like it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, that, that your people are blessed with richness. And that this week as they move through their week and around the people who are with them, God, I pray that you would cause them more than ever before to speak 
and act and move like people who are called and assigned by God to lay their spiritual hands and words on people and to declare blessing over others' lives. That what they have now flows through them in Jesus' name. That the faucet is on. There's no longer a stoppage. It now moves and it flows. And God, I, give, I ask you, would you flow through every single person with their hands raised up in Jesus' name to be a blessing? Amen. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining in the online worship experience. Man, it was so powerful. Powerful worship, powerful message. Let this moment right here, let this experience right here be the fuel to your week. I hope that you are so encouraged by it. But guess what? Five o'clock right here. It's going down. You do not want to miss it. We are meeting in person for worship experience is going to be so very powerful. Thank you guys so much for, for being generous in this season, for being generous in giving. There's a couple of ways that you can give. You can give on Venmo or on Authentic.Church under the gift tab. Hey, I hope you guys have a blessed week and I'll see you soon.